if you have ever thought or said, I love my spouse, but I'm not in love with them, well, you're not alone. It's actually common to find yourself facing this seemingly insurmountable roadblock, but it doesn't have to be a death sentence for your marriage. In fact, it might not be as bad as you think. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. But you can have a legendary marriage filled with passion, fun, and adventure together. That's why each week we share stories and ideas about building a life, a love, and a legacy together. And at the end of every episode, we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. Hey! It's Danielle and Justin again. Welcome to episode 197 of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Man, we are getting close to that 200 number. Does that mean we're getting old? I feel like it means we're getting old. I feel like a lot of no, areas no, no. of my life, I feel like I'm getting old. No, we're this not getting old. Be, we're just getting started here. We're getting sweeter. Well, today we're talking about how to fall in love with your spouse again, even when you feel like you've fallen out of love. Yeah. You know that? You know that conversation of like, we're, we love each other, but we're not in love. I hear this probably once a week or more. I know. Cause it's so true. That's why, um, you know, we kind of refer to that as the roommate zone. Yeah. Like hey, before we get into that, okay. speaking of the roommate zone, <laughs> talk about a transition, honey. honey Brilliant. Hey, the next so three, sexy. five day roommates to soulmates challenge is coming up soon. You don't want to miss out. Yeah, sign can, up at soulmateschallenge.com. Whether your marriage is, you know, hardcore on the rocks or you're in the roommate zone or yeah. even if you're doing well but you want a little more, this challenge is for you. That's right. Hey, and the next one's coming up right before the holidays. All right, soulmates. So head over to soulmateschallenge.com and sign up today. Will you be my soulmate, honey? Yes, I feel like you were about to break into song there for some reason. Uh, no. Yeah. You do inspire me to do some things, but usually not break into song. I don't know. What song do you want me to sing to you? Uh, Wind Beneath My Wings. Oh, we've heard that song a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, what was it? Oh, it was a Simpsons episode. We're watching I The Simpsons know. with the kids. Oh, yeah, please. Under no. heavy parental guidance, our children <laughs> are getting indoctrinated into the brilliance of 30 plus years of The Simpsons. Yeah, we're kind of proud about it, too. Yeah. Um, please, no parenting experts, contact us yeah. about the following no. information. No. All right. So. Okay. So as the years roll on, sometimes, pretty much all times, <laughs> the excitement and the lovey-dovey feelings can fade yeah. and we feel like we're not in love anymore. I think couples talk a lot uh, and experts talk a lot about love and respect and, and other values and, and relational needs like appreciation and, and like the importance of teamwork in the relationship but passion and fun and adventure and excitement. It kind of seems like it's referred to yeah. as like bonus material. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, if you have good sex too, wow, you guys are just, you know, overachievers. Like and then, the, then there's the <laughs> other side of it where there's, there's plenty of folks out there who are like, 
solve all your relationship problems by having more sex. And guys, it, it won't. <laughs> what about ladies? Ladies, it won't. I mean, you can try. Yeah, I mean, it'd be fun to try, but just um, the same person is still staring at you when you roll up out of the sack. So, (laughs) you know, people treat that. We talk about that stuff like like passion and and fun and adventure and all that. The excitement, the butterflies in the stomach. We talk about it like new car smell. Oh gosh, my car smells bad right now. So let's. Uh, yeah, I well, wish, that's why I thought. Of I it. wish it smelled like new car smell. It smells like the dog. No, it <laughs> smells like the piles of trash and rotten banana peels that are underneath the seats. Did you put banana peels underneath no, my seats? But I pulled some out the other day when I cleaned it. Anyway, thank moving you, right along. Thank you for cleaning. Hey, so it's my like car. new car smell. When a new car f- smell fades, you don't just like dump gasoline on the car and light it on fire and go get a new car, right? You clean it out and you keep driving it because it's a good car, because it's an awesome car. And once you get rid of the weird banana, rotten banana smell. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to take you're this. You're like, even hey, a, I love this car. I'm going to take this even a little further because what was my reaction to the bad smell of the car i just went and got a febreze air freshener at the store and i oh stuck God. it it's like it's like it's like a urinal cake thing stuck <laughs> in the vent you get in the car and it's like oh oh okay okay and, <laughs> and justin you're like okay well this cannot stand <laughs> this is not gonna work he's like maybe we just need to get the carpet cleaner out Deep yeah. clean the whole van. And I'm like, oh, but that feels really hard. Yeah. And you're like, but that's going to get to the source of it. And we're just going to have a nice clean van when we're done. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I okay, guess so, we do. So enough of the car m- thing, right? Because we're talking about marriage. Okay, <laughs> fine. I do want to talk. I always love the, talking about my well, van, the, though. Uh, <laughs> the, other thing, the other thing that comes up is... Uh, people often say, I hear this almost every time I talk to somebody, (laughs) I just want to get things back to the way it used to be when we were first married or before we had kids or before we had the, the crisis before it was, I just want to get back to the way it was. Well, it's true. Like, especially I know for us specifically when we had kids, I feel like the divide and conquer, uh, mentality went to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. It was like, okay, you make sure the kid's alive. I'll, you know, bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan, whatever it is. I'll make dinner. You, you know, still try to make sure that the baby survives and all that. So Which it was reminds like, me, I haven't had breakfast yet, and some bacon sounds pretty good. <laughs> and where yeah. are our babies? Are they okay? <laughs> I think they're all right. They're older yeah, now. Yeah, you know, the, the divide and conquer thing... It, it works to a degree, but when we just let it be there for too yeah. long without attention, without intention, intention, it divide and conquer ends up leaving us divided and conquered. Right. But the that whole idea of going back, you, and this is inevitably what I end up saying to guys when I'm talking to them, you can look back, but you can't go back. Yeah. Like time travel doesn't exist at this point. <laughs> And you're different, and she's different, 
you can't go back. Well, I but like what looking you're saying. back is important. I think you. I think it's a good point to look back because um, you can take like the gist or the sentiments of it. Because like I think about like when we were new and in love and you know all that kind of stuff and hot and horny all the time. You know, it was one of those things where. We were always learning new things about each other. Sure. We were always doing new things together. You know, there lots of firsts, lots of things like that. And it's like at this point when we've been married almost 20 years and known each other for a lot longer, there's not so many firsts anymore. Yeah. But they, they don't come as fast and furious. Yeah. yeah. They don't build on each other every day, every day. And the fact is every morning when I get up, you're here. Every night when I go to bed, you're here. And every pretty much every moment, especially during a pandemic, you're here. So like if something new comes along, you've already seen it. Like the same time I did. Like we're doing the same <laughs> thing in real time. So it's like you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what happened to me today. And you're like, I was uh, there. I was there. <laughs> okay, well, well, let's watch reruns of Parks and Rec. Well, I think the <laughs> that could solve a lot of problems. Um, no nope really. Swanson 2020. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so why are we talking about this? Because this whole, I mean, we're, we love each other, but we're not in love, is killing couples. And perfectly good couples, I mm -hmm. might add. Yeah. Um, Because the thing is, a lot of couples that say we love each other, but we're not in love anymore. It's one of those things where they make a great team. You know, they're yeah. great parents together. You know, they don't disagree on much. Yeah. They have fun with their friends. They, you know, I mean, in in 95% yeah. of aspects, they're a great team. On they're paper, everything's working. Yeah. But there's something missing. And I think it's that desire piece. Mm -hmm. And not that you don't want to desire your spouse, but it's not something to hang your entire relationship yeah. on. It's important. It's it essential. is important. It is important. It's essential, but it's not the only thing. Right, and it's something that can be fixed, just like a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. Um, it's so tricky because I think, at least I, I think I've come around on this a lot, but I would fall into the aspect of, I think maybe it's more women than men. We love the TV romance, the, you know, you're swept away by your Prince Charming and... Yeah. If it's love, it's going to just come naturally and exude out of you. It'll all and work out. And it, yeah, true love prevails, right? That kind yeah. of thing. Like if it's meant to be, it should be easy. Well, the truth is we have very full lives and we have to step up our level of intentionality on all fronts. Aha, you admit it. What? You admit that you have to step up your level of intentionality. Is this about the car again? No. <laughs> I thought you were going to no, break I, this back to the car. <laughs> no, I was just, I'm, I agree with you. And I think that, that, that when couples come or when men come to me or couples come to mm -hmm. us and say, I'm in love, I'm, I love him or her, but I'm not in love anymore. Right. It feels like, it feels like a roadblock. 
Like, this is a, a metaphor we use. And all, it's all not, and you think it's nothing that you can fix or yeah. get over. It's like t- you're totally stuck. It's never going to change. It's, it's like you're driving down the road and a tornado has dropped a gigantic barn in the middle of the road. <laughs> and you're like, oh crap. Like, th- there's no way to get through this barn. Like, like, what am I going to do? Like, uh, forget it. And you just turn around and go the other way. Right, sure. Like or maybe, most people do if there's a barn in the middle of the road. <laughs> but usually it's more like a tree that's fallen over the road. Yeah. Get the chainsaw out. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you call the, the number, you tell the, the highway service to come out there and they, they go and they cut it up and they get it out of there. Um, and sometimes it's really more like a branch that's falling there and it feels huge. It feels impossible. But if you right. get out and you grab, you each grab on to it, you can kind of drag it out of the way and be on your way. Um, and it, we don't, I don't say that to minimize because there, because there are couples go through stuff yeah. like trial and challenge and crisis and are part of life. They're part of relationships because we're growing people. We're moving through life and we, we get hurt. We build resentments. There's there's real things that happen that sometimes really are barns in the middle of the road. And you know what? I think sometimes when we are in the roommate zone, uh, we tend to focus on the to-dos, like with the kids, the chores, the house. And we let some things slide that seem like little things, but then they build up yeah. and it just ends up like you're saying being a roadblock with the intimacy between the two of us, because we haven't really exactly shared everything because we've kind of just gone, ah, not worth it. I'm not going to bring that up. It's too big a deal. Um, but those little things can add up and then it really just does, uh, put an obstacle between the two of you. Yeah. And so for context, this is a real thing that we're talking about. In fact, mm. Stony Brook University in New York interviewed 270-some couples, and they found that there was consistently a drop in, quote, very intense feelings for those married over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And the decline is almost inevitable. And it's perfectly natural for couples who are living and working and playing and socializing and sleeping and eating and going on vacations together. But if there's still a lot of good in the relationship, it can hold together. The study also found that intense feelings increased again after 30 years. Mm. So there's this correlation between, uh, Couples who in, find ways to invest yeah. in the relationship and the payoff of renewed uh, uh, passion, renewed affection and attention, everything. Well, I know on the show we're always giving you some challenging question to talk about at the end. And, you know, like s- married people go through some tough stuff together. Yeah. We all go through tough stuff together. And I guess there's a few options here. If you go through something really tough, you can say, I don't want to do it with this person anymore. I'm going to eject and try again. You know, I'm just, I'm not going to do this anymore. You can do that. Or you can go through the tough stuff and you can come out the other side even stronger together. Yeah. Now I'm not dismissing anybody 
that has gone through something so difficult, of course, that you have to split up. It's very sad, but sometimes it's necessary and it does happen. Yeah. Um, but you can become galvanized on the other end. Yeah. If you if you really navigate the tough stuff together. We've had so many couples on the show that share about some particularly challenging, whether it's a cancer diagnosis, whether it's miscarriages, whether whatever it is, on the other side, they become stronger. Yeah. On the other side, those couples that really say, hey, we're going to stick with it and we're going to do it together. We're going to put yeah. in hard work. And so after 30 years, and I think probably that probably correlates to a lot of like adult children. Yeah. Not children There's, in the house the anymore. The crunch years is a real thing. It's not just a funny like, oh, you know, it's the crunch years thing. <laughs> this is a real thing. It crunches your relationship. The challenges of having a healthy relationship and building a career, you know, building a financial life, right? taking care of the normal stuff of life and physical fitness and health and everything, and then children as well, mm -hmm. and the exponential impact that has in life, and it's so wonderful, and everything else, it it's called the crunch years for a reason. But, but I want to come back to this idea of Love, but not in love. Okay. And so like, what does, quote, in love even mean? What What does it mean when somebody says, I am in love? I feel like it's um, flirtation and laughter and desire towards one another. Um, I feel like there's probably a, a physical and a social aspect to it. Yeah. Like you're, you have good sex. You look forward to being together, um, physically and just like in the same space together. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What do you think? Um, yes. Like there's that, the, the chemistry, the yeah. attraction and lust. And by the way, sidebar, let me come up my soapbox for a second. Okay. Lust is not evil. Lust is good. Go look up the dictionary definition if you want to disagree with me. Oh, dang. <clears throat> lust gone. has been demonized, and it's not a bad thing. I want you to lust for me. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so sexual attraction and lust is one thing. Um, I think just that excitement. Are you lusty for me if I get out the dictionary and start looking up definitions? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, that excitement, nervousness stuff. Right, like the the butterflies in the stomach. Yeah, excitement. Yeah. There's newness, adventures, something that we call it. Um, even that infatuation or like feelings of happiness and euphoria, that's that's the stuff that consists being quote in love. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. Is that stuff all sustainable throughout your entire marriage? I don't think so. I do. I absolutely do. I, I, I think what happens is the run and gun lifestyle that we all are trapped in, so to speak. Um, we're, we're trying to do too much. Yeah. Spread too thin. Too much on the plate. It's like we're overcommitted, overworked, overwhelmed drowning in the business of life. I think more real. Okay. I'm going to, 
I, and if we stop doing that stuff, if we change that stuff, I hear then we you, have the emotional bandwidth. But I, I think this is a, a little bit more realistic for a lot of couples is it like goes in waves. Like there'll be times when you're really like desiring each other and then you go back to the run and gun. You go, you go and then you come back. And like, yeah. I feel like it's a wave, at least for us, um, like I said, when we first had kids, I feel like we were getting solidly into the roommate zone, the yeah. love but not in love place. Um, but now as our kids are older and we've had some realizations and done some work around it, we have like this alert button yeah. that goes off. When we start to drift into that place, that's why I'm saying it's like a wave. It's like an yeah. ebb and a flow. And if you're able to realize it, like it, when we started virtual schooling at the beginning of this year, I mean, I feel like we've been doing it for three years now, but apparently it's just one quarter. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we were about like three, three or four weeks into it and we're like, Oh my gosh, who are you? We're totally in the roommate zone, meaning we're just having transactional conversations. We're not like yeah. spending much quality time together. We're not having fun together. Um, so if you don't let yourself go too far down that place, if you have the yeah. alert, um, but if you've been doing that for 10 years... Yeah, it's going to take a lot more work to pull yourself up out of it than three weeks. So, All right. After this quick break, we're going to dive into uh, what it looks like to create some restoration around this. Oh, yeah. Let's do um, it. Because being in love is something that you create. Mm -hmm. It's not something that happens to you. Do you know the top three problems that married people face? Number one, having the same stupid fights over and over. Wait, didn't we just have this argument yesterday? Ugh. Number two, your conversations are transactional and devoid of any fun. Your reading spousal relation, let us complete our regular duties and return to our charging stations. And this is the biggest one. Number three, you haven't had sex or it hasn't been good. Wait, what? In so long, you've started calling it me time. Are you on your phone? Are you done yet? Does any of this sound familiar? Because if so, you're not alone. You know that marriage can and should be full of passion, fun, adventure, and laughter, but most couples end up in the roommate zone. Not what I signed up for. Whatever has you in the roommate zone, we wanna help you break out. All you have to do is go to soulmateschallenge.com and register today for the Roommates to Soulmates Challenge, and you can reignite the intimacy and connection in your marriage in just five days. Don't believe us? Try it. Register today at soulmateschallenge.com. It's free and could transform your marriage forever. And we have a money-back guarantee. And free? Well. All right, so what can you do when you love your spouse, but you don't feel like you're in love with them? Okay, so you are the one listening to this podcast. Likely, you and your spouse are not sitting there holding hands listening to this podcast together. I mean, you might be, yeah. but usually I don't listen to podcasts with you. I just listen to them by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cute if I had one earbud and then you had the other one? No, it's then... annoying. Okay. Um, so here's the first thing. It's about you yourself. Yeah. Look in the mirror. 
Yeah. So there are a couple things that we want to ask ourselves when we look in the mirror. We're thinking about ourself only. Not a selfish thing. It's just like, how's your emotional health? How's your mindset about, you know, the world's going on right now? Yeah. How is your stress level? Um, are you reactive or are you creative? Yeah. You know, are you designing and, and, life or letting it happen or. And, 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 you know, trauma. Yeah. Oh, like trauma has this 100%. weird way of showing up at the most inopportune times and strange ways and everything. You know, is there, is there trauma that's, that's showing up with. for yeah. you that needs to be dealt with? Yeah. Yeah. And like even looking at your physical health, like how is your body image, you know, your fitness level? Are you working out? Are you eating well? Yeah. You know, how's your hormone level? Yeah. Uh, or your hormone levels, I should say. Um, and I think especially right now, you know, there's a lot of gyms that are closed. A lot of our regular routines are, yeah. are a thing of the past. Well, and, and so, you know, the physical health thing, like getting vitamin D from the sun, yeah. like getting out and about, you know, just exerting some energy yeah. is a good thing that sometimes we're not doing these days. I think physical and emotional health are, are really interconnected. Um, I know they are for me. Sure. And, and so like talking to a, to a good counselor or a therapist, if you need to talking to your doctor, like noting, you know, what's going on yeah. and bringing it up because you know, it's real. It's important. It's real. Yeah. And also like you yourself, are you doing the things that you love to do mm, Yeah. that make you come alive outside of marriage and work Yeah. and parenting? So if you love to do watercolor paintings of landscapes, when was the last time you did that? Yeah. If you love to play pickleball, when was the last time you did that? Yeah. If you love to ride mountain bikes, when was the last time you did that? Or so, just sitting, reading a book or whatever it is that, that fills you up so that you have more to bring. And, and I know it sounds like, wait, wait, what does this have to do with being in love? Well, essentially... You know, when there's not dramatic, big circumstances going on, it really comes down to intentionality. And we don't have the energy to put into intentionality when we don't have the when physical, When we're like feeling like a shell energy. of a person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can get to those places very easily where I feel like I don't have a drip, a drop of energy left yeah. in me to put towards myself and that is reflective in our relationship yeah. for sure. I think encouraging your spouse to do the same, not like nagging them to do things that you think that they need to do, but like, don't you want to go play them, golf? Encouraging <laughs> them like, Hey, do you, you know, take some time, take a day, take a, take an hour, whatever. I've got dinner doing, doing things to kind of give them some bandwidth, some space for self care too. And I think, sometimes we can write this story in our mind that when we take time for ourselves or your spouse probably thinks the same thing, um, that it's selfish yeah. and then no, it's taking, it's, it's taking time away from your relationship, away from your family. When in fact, um, you just sitting there like a zombie is not wonderful. Like if you, yeah. if you went and you did your hike, Justin, you're a big hiker. That's right. Um, if you went for a two hour hike, you would be rejuvenated for 
days, weeks, because you were able to have that time and do it. Um, The last thing, and here's where I want to break it down to some, some tactical stuff. All right. Here's some things that will help you get to the place of feeling in love. Now, this is the part that where we in, invite your spouse into it a little bit too. Sure. You can. You don't have to, but you can. Yeah. First thing is grab a piece of paper and a pencil and start writing down some of the stories, the memories of Good memories. your life together. Yeah. Like remember the best. This is one of the key things that we talk about is there, there's research that shows that the more we go back and we go, okay, yeah, there was this amazing time and we had this great experience and the day our children were born and this this trip and this thing the more we remember that stuff the more fondness and and rekindling in the relationship that happens all right and then the next thing is do a daily check-in with your spouse or even with yourself if you don't want to do it with your spouse we've got a great resource for that but you can boil it down to a simple question hey honey what's on your mind today yeah what's on your heart yeah that's it i love it um and the if we're gonna make date nights and sex a priority the truth is we're gonna have to plan we're gonna have to schedule we're gonna have to follow through with it um it's not like when we first started dating and it was you know we didn't have a care in the world and we could drop everything at the drop of a hat yeah because the fact is we are adults and our calendars reflect our priorities right so if you're, if it's important to you, plan it, schedule it, and follow through and do it. Well, and I also just want to say too, don't just do the usual thing that you always do. Yeah. If you're trying to break out of a rut, do something new. Try something new. Yeah. If you've never tried watercolor painting classes before, yeah. go try one. If you've never um, cooked before in the kitchen together. Do that. If you've never gone kayaking before, go do that. You know, try something new and exciting so you do have those new experiences like you did when you were first dating. Try some new things. Yeah. And I think... Oh, sex too. Absolutely. So like, oh, you always... Well, please don't start giving examples in about this. Okay. Moving right along. Okay. Moving right along. We we don't... No. No. We're not going to do that. Okay. Try some new things. So try new things. Be willing to talk about things. And and even more, uh, try flirting. Try flirting again. Drop a text or a a love note. I thought you were going to say drop a pen. Bend over. Bend and snap. Wiggle, 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 bend and snap. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And, And remember, you're not alone. Don't stand alone. Right. Like every couple... Nobody goes, you know what? I want to get married and have a crappy marriage. I want to get married to this person that I love and adore. And then over the course of a few years, get so overwhelmed with life and work and everything that we fall, quote, out of love. And I look at the person next to me and don't really give a crap about them. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants to have a great marriage. Or you just have a 100% perfect marriage all the time. No. Nobody has that. And by the way, having a legendary marriage doesn't mean having a perfect marriage. No. It means that we are writing a legend with the story that we are writing. And that's the truth. You're an author. I'm an author of the marriage that we are writing, not just whatever happens to happen and falls out of the sky and lands on us. (laughs) So you're not alone. 
Like every couple struggles sometimes. Every couple needs other couples, needs other people to encourage them, to stand with them, to support them. So that's why we do this podcast, to give you an inspira- inspire and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we have our free community on Facebook, the Legendary Marriage Community. Yeah. That's why we do the Roommates to Soulmates Challenge. That's coming up, soulmateschallenge.com. And, and maybe you're in a place where you, you the thing covering the, the road is a log or a barn or whatever, and you want to reach out for, a, for some, some real help. We have one-to-one coaching. We have a breakthrough call, one hour. It's not a sales call. It's truly, really, you go to our website, uh, legendarymarriage.com slash coaching, and you can book a one-hour session with either one of us, and we will dive deep and help you. That's right. No strings attached. All right. Um, And we know it's going to be a hard shift for you guys to take ownership for it for yourself and not just blame it or or be dependent on your spouse yeah. doing something. Um, it's going to be challenging. You're going to take charge and you're going to be empowered to create the marriage that you want. Yes, it's going to take time. It's not like flipping of a switch. It's not like we're going to experience, you know, some wonderful thing in, you know, in days. It's going to take time and intentionality. Yeah. So, But it's so worth it. Yes, It of is course. so worth it. Think about just like having fun together again and laughter and intimacy and connection. Like that's what you want. It's possible. It can be done. You have what it takes and we're with you. Um, Don't forget a great next step might be checking out the Roommates to Soulmates Challenge. Five days. We go through five core uh, strategies for, for making shifts that you can do. To break out of the roommate break zone. Break out of the roommate zone and, and reignite your relationship. Um, Soulmateschallenge.com. Yeah. All right. So here we go, you guys. Here's the talk about it segment of the and show. And now the talk about it segment of the show. Each week we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. Okay. <laughs> here is your conversation starter question. What do we want more of in our relationship? Mm. Maybe it's more hot sex. More. Yeah. Maybe it's more date nights. Yeah. Maybe it's more flowers and chocolates. I'll say Dove yes. dark chocolates. Maybe their chocolate it's- tastes better than their soap. Uh, <laughs> we've started a conversation and we hope you'll join us over in our community on Facebook. We're having all kinds of conversations there about all the stuff that takes to build a legendary marriage. Hope you'll dive in and join us there. All right. If you've enjoyed the show or ever gotten any value out of listening to the legendary marriage podcast, um, here are three easy ways to share the love. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share a favorite episode with a friend. Oh, yeah. And also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. All right. That's it for today's show. This is Daniel and Justin reminding you. Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.